Welcome to the Grace Church Podcast. This episode contains explicit content. Please be thoughtful about who you listen to this with. Well, let's, um, let's take this discussion and, and go to uh, a struggle that um, almost, well, uh, what researchers say and every guy I've ever met says that they struggle with, and this is the discussion of uh, what happened with pornography. And mm-hmm. actually, I read recently that pornography isn't just a male issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Uh, and hasn't been for some time, Hasn't by been the for way. a long time, yeah. right? I think that's fair to say. Right. Uh, it's just now being more reported on right. that women um, also can struggle with pornography. It's not as not as universal as it is mm-hmm. with men, Mm-mm. but women that's true. do as well. Right. I'll also say this. A pastor friend of mine recently said to me, and I, I hadn't thought of this, but I, this is why I think it's so important to talk about this. In our day and age with our smartphones and technology, when you want to know something, you Google it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what today's kids, teens, and even young adults are doing when it comes to this issue of sex mm-hmm. and sexual identity. Right. I don't know how to do these things, so what am I going to do? I'm going to Google it. Right. And as soon as they Google it, they enter Pandora's into... Pandora's box is open. Right. Pandora's box is open, and mm-hmm. you enter into a fantasy world mm-hmm. uh, unlike uh, anything that has, in this point in history, ever been uh, proliferated. It's right. so... Um, out there, mm. I mean, I, I want to say that you know things like brothels and uh, temple sex. It's been on for a long time, right? But in this sense, you don't need to go anywhere, right? You can be in your house, right? It adds by a yourself. right. It adds a layer of perceived anonymity that wasn't there before, right? So talk talk to me, talk to us a little bit about what pornography does to us, right? Uh, how it affects us, men and women. Mm-hmm. How why it's a concern because I think the folks in a secular world would say look it's not that big of a deal you're not mm-hmm. hurting anybody mm-hmm. sure uh, no one's harmed by this right uh, we can let's you know put the folks who are in the movies on the side I mean like I think they're harmed and broken and when you see mm-hmm. their stats we know that right um, what happens to the folks in the sex industry but right folks participating in pornography say it's a victimless crime Victim, right or victimless Activity. Activity. Right. Yeah, not even right. a crime. It's not even a crime yeah, anymore yeah, because... Not a, not a crime. Right, right. Right. There's nothing... To look at pornography, if it's not right. child pornography, there's nothing There's nothing illegal about it. Correct. Right. So what am I doing? Right. What am I... So talk us What through. am I hurting? Right? Yeah. Okay. So number one, uh, to your point, yes, it's not just not just for for guys uh it's <laughs> it's a struggle that women it's, cereal that, not <laughs> it's not anymore. just for guys anymore um uh it is a struggle for both genders however visual pornography tends to be a struggle more for men because of the way that we're wired men are wired to be visually stimulated uh, that's just how we're kind of designed that's what catches our attention not as much for women. Doesn't mean that women aren't visually stimulated. Of course they are, but they're not. It's not as important. Okay. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't find its hook in them as much as it does for guys. But it's still there. the The main problems with pornography is that it is creating a fantasy, a false, a false world. It's not reality, um, and so you're you're engaging in pseudo relationships two-dimensional relationships um and and you're the effect is that i i less and less understand how to engage in a real three-dimensional relationship with another person um with pornography uh like you said i don't have to go anywhere 
right? I don't have to go down to the corner grocery store or gas station and buy the pornography or visit the brothel or whatever. Well, and there used to be right? all those, um, I mean, when I was growing up, all those uh, porn stores, porn shops. Right, right, right. They're basically out of business, I guess. I mean. Oh, no, they're still around. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe re- I see the billboards. Maybe they were relabeled as adult. <laughs> adult books. Uh, well, yes, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're still around. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine how they could possibly compete when the, you don't need to go there anymore. You can just go to the internet. Right, right. Yeah, there certainly many, many more people are engaging in pornography over the internet than they are going to a right. adult bookstore and purchasing it that way, or the gas station, or the you know whatever wherever else they might purchase it. Um, the problem is that I can I can sit in my room right, and I can log in and I can visit whatever sites I want, and nothing is required of me, right? Emotionally, emotionally, physically, okay. intellectually, nothing is required of me. I'm never rejected by the image on the screen, right? And most people, there's a small subset, but most people, when they're looking for pornography and they're looking for that particular image that just really does it for them, they're not looking for the woman that is scowling back at them, right? They're not looking for the man who is angry with them. They're looking for the image of the person who is inviting, who is alluring, who is who is communicating, I want you. Welcome. Just the way you are, right? You don't have to change for me. So I don't have to I don't have to put on clothes, I don't have to shave, I don't have to have showered, right? Like I don't have to brush my teeth. I don't have to be witty. I don't have to have um, done the things that you wanted me to do, take out the trash, pay the bills vacuum the floor right none of that none of that is nothing is required of me and that's that's partly why it feels so good i mean let alone the physical release of it mm-hmm. i right. think i hear you saying that it's that um, immersion into that fantasy world where nothing is needed of me but mm-hmm. i still get to participate right i still get i still get the chemical release right so so there's a couple of things that we need to understand that are happening with pornography, uh, one of which is that there's all these chemicals that are being released in their brain, not just at the point of masturbation and, and ejaculation. It is all through the process that as soon as we start to even think about, oh, when I get home, I'm going to get on the computer and I'm going to look at blah, blah, blah. I'm going to I'm gonna go to that site. Or, you know, we're, we're watching TV and the news, you know, little 30-second news clip comes through and, uh, new images of such and such starlet found blah, 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 right? And, ooh, I'm, later on tonight, I'm going to make sure I take a look and see what, what's going on there, right? And we're just kind of turning it over on the rotisserie of our mind, right? There are these chemicals that are being released in our brain, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, uh, that, are, that are activating the pleasure centers of our brain. And it feels good. We like it, right? Uh, in the same way that, that even when we start to think about our favorite food, right? Those pleasure centers, we, we enjoy that. Oh, man, so-and-so is going to make this particular special meal for me. Or we're going out to my favorite restaurant tonight. And we're like already excited. Even, we haven't even started eating yet, right? But we start to even salivate a little bit like, oh, yeah, I can't wait, right? That's what's going on in our brain. I mean, is that our fault? No, no, no. That's, that's just, no, that's how we're wired. That's, that's, that's fine. Those drugs are coming into our head. It's just... Cause I would say that's what you know, God designed it that way. Absolutely. But God designed it in a way that it would be released in these little like eyedroppers, like bloop, bloop, just a little bit of dopamine, bloop, bloop, right? Mm-hmm. As we're engaged in foreplay with our spouse, okay. just a little bit bloop, right? right? When we engage in pornography, instead of a little eyedropper, we have buckets being poured on our heads, <laughs> right? 
And what's happened is we have confused intensity for intimacy. Oh, say that again. That's beautiful. Well, I stole it from somebody. But anyway, we've, we've confused intensity for intimacy. And we think that because it's so intense, right? Because I can look at image after image after image after image, right? No, not that one. No, not that one. Yes, that one. Save it for later. No, not that one. No, not. Oh, wow. Yep, that one for sure. Save that one for later, right? I can r- run through hours and hours of, of video, right? Finding just the right scene and just the right lighting and just the right angle and just the right, all of that. I get to create and there's this intensity and there's this incredible sense of power, right? Like I'm feeling very powerful because I'm in control. And we confuse that and think, oh, this is, what, this is what I'm supposed to be after. When really what we're supposed to be after is this intimacy. Because why? That has real risk involved. Okay. Because that's because we, we were created for a relationship. Yeah, it makes us whole. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, what, it's what makes us whole. Pornography doesn't make us whole. I guarantee if we're honest, even those people who go, what's well, wrong with pornography? If they're honest... I've never met anyone who, after looking at porn for however long they've looked at porn, and they finally masturbate and it's all over, when they're done, went, yes, that was awesome. Oh, man, I loved that. No, it's immediately met with shame. Hmm. Because they're, they're working towards the brokenness of mm-hmm. themselves, right. not towards the wholeness. Right, exactly. Versus an intimate relationship with your spouse, when you're done with that, there's that man that euphoria uh, yeah right they laying there and just this is incredible look Mm -hmm. what god did and almost um a sense of just grateful for the whole world you're in right right everything exactly and so porn short circuits that right in such a way that it causes us to uh pursue that um what'd you say the the bucket loads uh the volume, the intensity, yeah, yeah, the intensity the in, right, for, exactly. for intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when you confuse in, intensity for a long time? Oh, a number of things. Uh, number one is that just like with any addiction, uh, you build up a tolerance, right? And so it takes more of the same thing or a different kind of a similar thing in order to get the same uh, reaction, get the same stimulus, right? Uh, and so you hear this all the time, uh, guys who've been addicted to porn for years and years and years. And now when they're trying to be intimate, sexually intimate with their spouse, instead of being connected to their spouse emotionally, mentally, and physically, they either need to have porn available on a screen or they're, instead of, instead of interacting with their spouse, they're running through their mental Rolodex of images in order to be aroused enough to engage in sex. You know with what blows my mind as you're saying this is that uh, I recently read Amy Poehler's book, uh, Yes, Please. Hmm. And it's just a com- comedian, book, comedian mm-hmm. book, and it's very cute and has some funny parts in it. Um, but at one point she addresses this idea of porn, which I thought, wow, why is she talking about this? And she was talking about it, and what she actually says is, uh, she says exactly what you said. Porn's fine, but guys, less would be good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she said that made me think, wait a minute, I wonder what's happened here mm-hmm. in Amy's life, either with herself or with her, uh, a partner that she had, that she encountered less intimacy because of pornography. Mm-hmm. And that she would, it was such a pronounced thing that she had to say it in her book. Yeah. That really right? caught me off guard, frankly. Right. right. Because I would imagine somebody in a secular world being like, yeah, porn, whatever, mm-hmm. who cares? I mean, we as Christians have a moral barometer that we're trying and this moral law that we feel that we are, want to be accountable to. We've mm-hmm. chosen that. Mm-hmm. But someone who hasn't chosen that, right. 
horn schmorn, whatever, mm-hmm. go right. for it. And even right. she in her book was saying, no, right. less. Right. Why, why, if it's so good, if it's fine, why, why would you need to limit it in any way? Because I think it's broken intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Absolutely. It. So for folks who are addicted or wonder if they're addicted to porn, JJ, what, mm-hmm. would, what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. What, would you, what would be your counsel? Okay. So my rule of thumb for assessing whether or not something has risen to the level of an addiction mm-hmm. is am I using that activity, substance, what behavior to escape from reality, from a negative emotion or situation, repeatedly, even though doing so has brought some harm to either myself or someone that okay, I know. I gotta have an example. Walk okay. me through this. Okay, so if, uh, so, all right. Uh, I come home from work and my wife says, I can't believe you forgot to take the garbage out today. And now we have to wait a whole week. Uh, it's going to smell up the garage. Ugh, I'm so frustrated. I can't rely on you for anything. I'm feeling really incompetent and I'm probably feeling pretty insignificant, right? Because she doesn't value my relationship. She only values my ability to take the garbage out on time, mm-hmm. right? So I don't want to feel incompetent. I don't want to feel insignificant. What can I do? Oh gosh, I know exactly where I can go, where I'm always wanted, Mm. right? I'm always the stud, right? Whether that's the mistress, the, you know, pornography, the strip club, whatever, right? Uh, And so I turn to pornography to escape that negative emotion, But doing so has caused a rift in my relationship with my wife. That's when you say it's risen to the level of addiction. Yeah. It's when you are repeatedly using Mm -hmm. uh, pornography. I like how you've included strip clubs Mm -hmm. or whatever. Sure. Yeah, Um, any. When you're using that to find an affirmation of self in some place other than what would be healthy for you. Right. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just sitting in the pain of that negative emotion. Mm. Right. Like, okay, I, you know what? I forgot to take the garbage out and I feel, I feel some guilt from that, right? I, I did something wrong, but I don't have to feel the shame that there's something wrong with me, right? Love it. Great to see. But I, but I need to, I need to sit with that for a while, right? And I need to invite God into that pain with me and possibly even invite my spouse into that pain with me, depending on, and I, it's not a blanket statement yeah, there, complicated. but not run away from it, Right. To, to acknowledge that God is big enough to sit with me in the middle of that pain. He has enough compassion. He has enough love. He has enough grace to sit with me in the middle of that pain. I don't have to run away from it, right? And I can develop a, a, a relational resilience um, where I don't have to run away. Instead of now, now I'm going I'm to go escape for a while, right? So if someone realizes okay, they're, 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 they have a problem with pornography, they're not addicted, they haven't they're not trying to escape from it. They're not repeatedly using that, but there is a, a level of satisfaction that they're getting from it. What would you say to them? Like, okay, I'm not. They would say, I'm not. A, I'm not an addict, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I. I'm just a regular user. Uh, that does sound weird. Really <laughs> I'm trying to wonder. I'm wondering in my head if there's a sort of a, a step down from right, that right, right. level of right. repeated self medication right. to pornography. Right. Well, so like, so like, so like substance, you can have alcohol dependence okay. and you can have alcohol abuse good okay, right yeah. like so I'm good. so is there well, yeah, is I'm there wondering, is that possible is there <laughs> a way for me to be 
sexually abusive <laughs> without dependent. <laughs> I'm wondering if that, that, that category exists. Does it? Or do you think that it's just, it's just wholeness yes. or your brokenness? No, I, I do think that category exists. Okay. Um, because not everybody uses sex in a way that is addictive. Not everybody's using sex or sexuality in a way as a way of escape okay. from negative emotions. Listen, you know, you're 18, 19 years old. You've got hormones raging through your body and you walk into your, uh, you know, your college dorm room and your roommate left his, you know, stack of magazines out or left his, or you're just on your own computer, right? Like whatever, like it's always accessible and you're like, Oh yeah, it would really feel good to look at naked women right now. Like, right. yeah, of course, that's a reality for that um, for that age group. You're saying? For, well, yes, I was using that as an example. Yeah, yeah. It's not like once you hit 31, that's, <laughs> a, that's no longer a problem. You know, I never never have to worry about that again. Um, it's more so, <laughs> right? You just you just grow out of it. Um, there's there's less um, percentage of that age group that is that is that it's risen to the level of addiction than say in an older age group okay. right because when you're older you've you've been down the road so long that you're right just repeated exposure right like you you, you build up a tolerance okay. but in the uh, younger ones what do you call it? you call it a substance not a, a substance addiction but substance abuse or a dependent dependence versus abuse okay. right yeah so yeah, it yeah. would be a dependence then when you're younger no 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 the other way around oh, okay. dependence would be the the addiction okay. level and abuse would be you're you're, you're misusing it in a way that is okay. unhealthy but it's going to lead to dependence it can it doesn't always okay. Okay. Uh, it can lead to dependence uh but more than that what's what's more uh at risk is you're you're developing a view of sex and sexuality that is unhealthy. You're viewing a, you're developing a view of, of if you're a guy looking at uh, women, na- naked women in porn, you're developing a view of women that is unrealistic and unhealthy. And not what God has in mind. And not what God has in mind. Pieces of meat. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You, you are actively engaging in the objectification of of another person dehumanizing dehumanizing literally dehumanizing exactly you are you are just an object for me to use for my pleasure wow you're not a person who has feelings and hopes and dreams and someone i should that i would get to know and find out about right um and so you're warping your view of sexuality and (laughs) the other aspect is so we had talked about all the dopamine epinephrine norepinephrine all that when you masturbate at the point of ejaculation, there's another chemical that's released in the brain called oxytocin, which is a bonding chemical. It's the same chemical that's released when a mother is nursing a baby in both of their brains. This oxytocin is released, and it forms an attachment. It's a bonding chemical. And so when you are engaged in pornography and masturbation, you are having that oxytocin released. Not It was designed for you to then be bound right to your spouse in a healthy lifelong committed relationship but now again remember i talked about that whole idea of being fragmented you are fragmenting yourself right and you're having a growing attachment to the images on the screen and to your hand and you're bound to the intensity and you're bound to the intensity exactly because quite frankly there's no way that someone else can touch you in the ways that you know how to touch yourself Right, because they can't crawl inside your brain. Now, it doesn't mean that other people can't do a good job, but <laughs> you know yourself, right? Right. And so you yeah. set up all of these 
false expectations of what real relationship looks like. So painful. Yeah. What's the way out? Whew. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's very similar to what we talked about before. Uh, number one is not keeping it in hiding. Uh, man, I hear over and over and over and over again uh, guys who are like, oh, I thought I was the only one, mm-hmm. right? I thought, you know, I go to church, I go to, I go to my campus ministry, I go to whatever, and they all seem like they've got it together. They're, you know, like they're holy, I'm the only pervert in the room, right? I'm the only one who goes home and looks at porn, right? And you're not. Uh, you are by far not. So confession. So, con- yeah, confession. Again, finding a trusted okay, friend, trust person, someone, someone who, who can handle that information okay. and, and wise to point you in the right directions. Okay. But, but don't, don't keep hiding this okay. because that's what keeps that kind of mysterious magnetic pole on it. Um, uh, so bringing it out into the light, um, learning to engage in real relationships instead of isolating, right? Uh, pornography is, is an activity of isolation, Right? I don't go down to Panera and look at porn. Right? I hide in my room right. and look at porn. I go in the bathroom and I'm on my phone. Right? You, don't, right. you, don't, you don't do that in community, typically. I mean, there's a couple of strange yeah. uh, occurrences. Broad brushes here, so but most of the time, it's something that we do in isolation. Okay. And so what we, the antidote then is to learn to live in community with others, live in real relationship with others. Love it. JJ, thanks for your time today. If um, if folks want to reach out to you uh, and get some more help, either just even questions answered, what's a sure. good way to get in contact with you? Uh, two ways. They can visit the website, which is www.graceclinic.org, um, or they can call our, we have an 800, uh, toll-free number, 888-861-5043. My direct extension is 907 there. Um, be happy to talk with people and, and, and help them to assess, is this something that kind of rises to the level that I, it, would be, it would be beneficial for me to talk to a professional counselor? Or is this something that I could, say, bring up with my family or my spouse or my pastor or my small group or whatever? What I love about this discussion and how I think we started and I want to end on is that wholeness is possible. Yes. And not only just possible, but uh, it's very real. And yeah. uh, for the folks who are listening who felt, who feel either trapped in shame or guilt or mm. uh, oppression um, from the enemy, any of these things that folks feel trapped in, what I would love for them to hear is that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not what God intends. That's right. not the end of your story. Not at all. Your story has a much greater ending with intimacy and wholeness tied to your sexuality mm-hmm. in a very healthy and good way. Yeah, and your hearts are longing for that. It's it's the same way like when 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 there's a wildfire, right? And it just destroys a whole section of the forest, right? And yet life comes back, right? Life keeps finding a way. Our hearts find a way. So just because we screwed up a zillion times, right. there still can be a new growth. Absolutely. And a new wholeness. I love it, JJ. Thank you so much for your mm-hmm. time. If you want to reach out to me, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, my email is jonathandfrench at gmail.com. And you can uh, shoot me an email with your thoughts or questions. And if you haven't already, please give us a review uh, on iTunes. It helps uh, raise the level of the podcast so other folks can see it. It's such an important conversation happening here. I'd love for more folks to benefit from it. Again, JJ, thank you for your time and your expertise. You are a gift to me Mm. and to many. Oh, Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it.